this horror remake doesn't match the original, so let's talk about why. Today I'm talking about Goodnight Mommy. This is Scott's Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about Goodnight Mommy, which is a recent uh, release and remake by Amazon. I thought it was okay. Uh, it just doesn't hit as well, especially because it's a remake of a 2014 Austrian film that I think is very good. And I'm going to use this as kind of an example about talking about uh, the differences and how people direct uh, movies and how you can take the same concept and one does it very effectively and one does it less effectively. So yeah, without further ado, let's get started. I'll be the first to say that American remakes of foreign films aren't inherently bad. Sometimes you need to make changes to the original script to address cultural differences. American audiences are notoriously slow to see movies with subtitles, and perhaps the new director wants to do something fun and different with the same idea. And sometime, whoever's making the remake doesn't quite get why the original worked so well. Which brings us to today's movie, Goodnight Mommy, a remake of the awesome Austrian film of the same name that fails to create the same atmosphere and scares for one big reason, framing. The film follows twin brothers, Elias and Lucas, who are sent to stay with their mother. At least, they think so because their mother is currently wrapped up in a number of face bandages after some cosmetic surgery. But as their mother's behavior grows more erratic, the boys begin to wonder whether or not their mother is actually their mother. Goodnight Mommy is a good example of why translating a successful idea isn't enough, because everything, including the acting, script changes, and shot selection make a huge difference, especially in a moody horror movie that's highly dependent on atmosphere. So where does the remake slip up? As I indicated earlier, framing, but in particular, how this movie looks and feels. So let's start with shots, in particular, wide shots. In horror movies, camera placement and shot selection is key to creating your spooky mood. A good example is a wide shot. If you shoot from further away or zoom out, you can fit more in the frame at one time. And in something like a haunted house movie, for instance, this is a great tool to sneak something spooky into the background. If your lead character is supposed to be alone and we see them walking through the house in a wide shot and something appears in the distance that we can't identify, cue the skin crawling. The 2014 original uses a lot of wide shots, which begs the question, why? From my perspective, there's two reasons. The first is so that all three leads can fit in the same shot. We've got the two boys and our mom, if you, and if you shoot from further away, you can see who she's speaking to, who she's not speaking to, and feel the distance close, close between mom and son in some of the tenser scenes. The second reason is to make the audience feel Elias and Lucas's isolation. Seeing Elias' and Lucas's play in a field may seem lonely and isolating, but it is far more isolating if you zoom out and show both boys in a field all alone, especially if you don't cut quickly between scenes. The remake, for the most part, skips this approach and instead goes for a lot of tighter shots and quick edits to create tension, which is visually stimulating but doesn't let that dread creep in. And that's before we get to camera placement because camera placement is a good way to establish perspective. Another way you can use the camera to create mood is where you place it. 
In the original, the camera is placed at one of our lead's eye levels. Either we're lower to the ground and thus seeing thing from Elias's and Lucas' perspective and we're looking up, or seeing them through Mom's perspective when things turn south in a hurry towards the end. And she is also looking up, for reasons that you'll discover. It means you're either terrified because this unfamiliar mom is leering over the boys, and for all intents and purposes, the audience, or we're the mom viewing the boys at her level, which is not what's supposed to happen. The remake is a mixed bag. Sometimes the camera operates at the, as the boys' eyes, like when they're overhearing one of mom's phone conversations, but there's a lot of scenes which could use the added intensity of being in the character's headspace that are replaced by... Wide shots! Now we have wide shots, when shifting the perspective could make a huge difference. And finally, we get to lighting and violence. The last and final differences are more superficial, but still impactful. Lighting and violence. If you saw the original and remake side by side, the lighting effects that the remake implements are very obvious. We've got the Hollywood orange and blue undertones that are all too familiar for American movies in the remake, while the original uses natural lighting. Now, that could have been a budgetary limitation, and there are plenty of staged horror movies that don't use natural lighting that work. But again, it feels much more intimate and homey than, say, a place, than, say, a place that looks like your house in the middle of the night or day. And finally, we have violence. Without getting into spoiler territory, it's clear that the remake is afraid of the level of violence portrayed in the original. Which is very strange, because the movie is R-rated, so why back off? Maybe they were afraid of showing kids demonstrating this level of violence, but that's kind of the point. From a thematic and fear standpoint, the violence needs to be visceral to hammer home the horror. Basically, kids shouldn't do this, or feel inclined to do this. And this version just doesn't. It's passive violence, not active violence, and that makes a world of difference. The thing I want to point out about this remake is that this movie isn't disappointing because it's a lesser remake of a better movie. I still would have been underwhelmed if I hadn't seen the original. What the original highlights is how this concept could be, and was, done better. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.